Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing chapter 18, Moksha Sanyasa Yoga. We have come to the final concluding portion where Bhagwan has concluded his portion. Arjuna has confirmed that he is now completely in control of himself. His delusion is gone. He regained his memory. In other words, what is right and what is wrong. What needs to be done and what's to be avoided. And what his real self is. I'm now ready to do whatever you have asked me to do. In other words, I'm now ready to follow your instruction in Bhagavad Gita, which I have learned so far from you. So I will now fight this war. Basically, when we are deluded and somebody gives us advice and we are now ready to face the challenges of life, then we'll say, don't worry, I'm now ready. I will fight this battle. That's where Arjuna is now. And the only other two people who are participating in this was Sanjaya, sitting in Dhritarashtra's palace. Dhritarashtra, the blind king, who is somewhat a cause for this conflict. Had he done what needed to be done for him as a king, we wouldn't have the situation of these two armies facing each other. Because of his blindness, his ignorance about what is right and wrong, the situation led to this battle of the war. So he's sitting in his palace. Sanjaya, his charioteer, or the personal assistant, had narrated what was going on between the Krishna and Arjuna. And as we had discussed before, this was only possible because Bhagavan Vyadvyas, in his last ditch efforts to stop this war, goes to Dhritarashtra and says, you need to stop this. And for you to see, I can give you a divine vision and see what's happening. And this will lead to a disaster for Kauravas. But he was not comfortable. So he said, I do not want this vision. Give it to my secretary. Then he can narrate it to me. And that's how Sanjaya got the divine vision. So he can see sitting in this palace. And as Sid would have argued, it may be a different arrangement. But for all practical purpose, Sanjaya became the first telecaster who narrated what's happening in a distant place. He was given this vision so that he can not only see what's happening there, he can also hear what Krishna and Arjuna is talking about, and he can also see in their minds what they are seeing. So now, since Arjuna has concluded, Sanjaya gives the final comments. The last five verses are what Sanjaya as the third party. Arjuna is involved in it completely. He was the recipient of this knowledge. Knowledge was directly given to him. Krishna was the giver of the knowledge. 
and he obviously had not only Arjuna but everyone's betterment in mind. Sanjaya is the third party looking at the situation, now gives his version of what he has seen. So the next five verses, which will conclude Bhagavad Gita, it says Sanjaya Vacha. Sanjaya said, Iti aham vasudevasya parthasya cha mahatmanaha samvadam imam asrausham adbhutam romaharshanam. He said, Iti Aham Vasudevasya. This is me witnessing the dialogue between Vasudeva Krishna, the Lord, the God. Because Vasudeva is Krishna's name because he's the son of Vasudeva. Vasudeva Sudam Devam Devaki. So he's also called he's called Vasudeva because he is Vasudeva's son. He's also called Vasudeva because he's the Deva of Vasava. Vasava, we have learned in chapter 10, are the deities of seasons. There are eight seasons, and each season has its own presiding deity. As we have said, in our, our culture, everything is personified. And nothing can really work in chaotic situation. Everything has its own order. If there is an order, we absolutely know there is a controller. Without any laws or any enforcing agency, there cannot be any order. Since in nature there is a perfect order, there got to be law maker and law enforcer. And the enforcing deities for these seasons are Vasava, Vasus. These eight Vasus are controlling these eight seasons, and as we may have discussed before, the six seasons as we know, which is the normal three, you know, summer, winter, what is the monsoon? <laughs> Here, But then there are three subset like spring and fall. So there are six seasons. Then where are the other two? Well, the other two are in our mind. Happiness, unhappiness. So there are two micro seasons and macro seasons make eight verses. Presiding deed all verses are Vasava and the Deva of Vasu is Vasudeva. So he is the Deva of all the seasons. In other words, he is Deva of all. All the seasons in our life. He is the presiding deity, Vasudeva. The consciousness. All these eight seasons are perceived by me because the consciousness is functioning through me. So this is the dialogue between Vasudeva and Mahatmana Parthaha, high-souled Arjuna. Arjuna is called high-souled here because, not because he was Krishna's cousin or Pandu's son, but because he is a normal man who has faced the challenges of life and broke down, but he has the courage to listen to the right advice and rise to this situation. Therefore, the high soul. Not because he was perfect, not because he had no fault, but he has normal faults of a normal person, but he had courage to overcome them. So he said, the dialogue between the supreme self, the sacred, and the normal man, Partha, Listening to this, 
I am so thrilled that I am having the goosebumps. The Roma Harshanam. I am having goosebumps. What have I experienced? So wonderful. So he said, this was an incredible dialogue which I never thought I will be able to witness in my life. And then he continues and says, Vyasa Prasadat Srutavan Etat Guhyam Idam Param Yogam Yogeshwarat Krishnat Saksat Kathayat Haswayam. I had good fortune of listening to this dialogue because of Vyasa Prasadat. I was not capable of listening to it. I would have never been able to see what Krishna and Arjuna are talking about. It was possible for me to hear because the grace of Vyasa. And we have seen why. Vyasa gave the divine vision and therefore I can listen to it. Any experience which I feel is incredible in my life, I always think it came through me by somebody's grace. In this case, Sanjaya said, Vyasa's grace, I heard this. Now he said that, Yogam Yogeshwarat Krishnat Saksat Kathayataha. This dialogue which describes the yoga, I heard directly from the mouth of Yogeshwara Krishna. We have learned before, Krishna ka Yogeshwara. He is the Lord of Yoga. He is the perfect avatara. Because there was never a time he was not connected with the Supreme Self. He was always a man walking on this earth. He was always connected with his Supreme Self. Yoga is to connect. One who is connected with his Supreme Self is a yogi. Krishna is Yogeshwara. He is the Lord of all yogis. Because there was never a time in his life, from the time he was born, till he died, the Yogeshwara Krishna, Saksat Kathayataha, I've heard from a person who is Yogeshwara from his mouth. In other words, it's not that this was something completely new to me. Growing up in Vedic culture as a minister or the private secretary of the great king, I've heard this before. I knew all these things, but I've now heard from directly from the Lord Himself, the one who is one with the Supreme Self. So this now completely clarifies any doubt I ever had in my mind. This is now my direct knowledge. I experience directly what the Lord is saying. The next one is Rajan Samsmritya Samsmritya Samvadam Imam Adbhutam Kesava Arjuna Yoho Punyam Hrishyamicha Murmuho. I keep remembering what I have just experienced over and over again. And more I think about it, again and again, my heart rejoices. It gives me great joy to know that the self is immutable, imperishable. More and more I remember that. It gives me great strength and great joy that what reality is, I have heard from the great soul. So, he is trying to impress upon Dhritarashtra that you are not facing somebody, or your sons are not facing somebody who is mortal, facing someone who is the Lord himself, who has direct knowledge, and he will be on Arjuna's side. Tatcha samsmritya samsmritya rupam adbhutam harehe Vismayo me mahan rajan 
hrusyami cha punah punah not only that i heard the dialogue between the two but i also saw his virat roop his cosmic form i've seen your sons going into his mouth and getting crushed i have seen this mahatmas praising him some in fear and some are in awe that adbhut vision tat samsmrutya samsmrutya roopam adbhutam hare hai hari is that wonderful magnificent rupa form i keep remembering over and over again and i'm wonderstruck vismayo me mahan i'm completely wonderstruck about that vision or rajan rushyami cha punah punah i rejoice again and again just seeing the lord's complete form and i know that the victory will be on the side of the truth obviously all the good people who knew what is right including drona bishma sanjaya vidur but they could not be on the pandava side because of the niti shastra at that time if you have eaten somebody's salt in other words if you are obliged by somebody you have to be on their side no matter how wrong he is therefore they cannot be on pandava's side but they are making every effort to see whether dhritarashtra changes his mind he is one person who has a complete control to stop this war right then and there but as we have said he has already confessed he is very comfortable in his blindness in his ignorance he does not want to come out of his comfort zone of what he knows this is basically we are at some level something which is not very familiar to us we are afraid of the change that's why the one generation or another we always have the generation gap because i in my old age is so comfortable in what i do i get completely baffled by all this technology and the social media and so we need support from somebody like sonal and say what do we do with this it's all well, we can do this that's a vismaya for me the last verse is complete conclusion of what sanjaya has learned but not only this is only the sanjay's opinion this is not merely sanjay's opinion that this is what i have it basically is a direct advice to us how to live life so it says yatra yogeshwara krishna yatra partha dhanurdhara tatra shri vijaya bhutihi dhruva niti matir mama where there is yogeshwara krishna he didn't simply say just krishna where there is krishna where there is arjuna yatra yogeshwara krishna where there is the lord of yoga the lord krishna and we say what that is that person is the one who is always one with his supreme self that yogeshwara krishna is present in other our consciousness when we involve our consciousness our divine vision 
which is the sacred in us, the divine in us, with yatra partha dhanurdharaha. And where there is an Arjuna with his bow and arrow ready to fight, not on the ground, which was the case in the first chapter. If we face challenges in this life, we have the tools to fight this battle, but we get dejected and put our tools down and say, I'm not ready. So we cannot win that battle, and therefore there cannot be any success. The world will be what it is. You will be facing this battle of life no matter how sacred and pious you are. Because that's the nature of the world. What you have to be a Dhanurdhara Partha. Not just a Partha, Dhanurdhara Partha. Partha is a common man like you and I. Only difference is he is ready to fight. So when you are ready to fight the challenges of life, but not just with your ego, and say, I can take care of myself. Well, then it's not with Yogeshwara Krishna is missing there. When I fight this battle without Krishna, then you are in the Duryodhan situation. Duryodhan was as ready as Arjuna to fight this battle. Or even more ready to fight this battle. But who was with him? His own ego. His own ego was driving him to win this war. On the Arjuna's side, there is slight difference. He wanted to fight this battle to make the score right, but he didn't want to fight without Krishna. Krishna has to be there for him to fight this battle. He will fight it with Krishna's advice. So when you involve your consciousness, your divine voice in you, then ready to fight the battle of life. Tatra, there. Shri, wealth, vijaya, success, bhuti, growth, expansion. Dhruva, niti, and firm policy, or firm behavior, the firm conduct. If I have myself aligned with my consciousness, and then I'm facing the battle of life, first of all, I will have my Dhruva Niti. How I conduct my business will be firm. We are going to do this and win this project, but not by bribing the officials. Okay? We are going to do it on our own. So Niti, Dhruva Niti. There will be Dhruva Niti because I am aligned with my consciousness. Once I am aligned with that, obviously there will be success. There will be wealth. There will be expansion. There growth. Not only the life after, Bhagavad Gita is now telling you, be ready to fight the battle of your life, but keep your dharma, your divine voice with you. Keep that with you, and then be ready to fight the battle, and success is guaranteed. With that, we have concluded Bhagavad Gita, and as Swamiji points out that some commentators have commented that this last word mama combined with the first word dharma teaches us what is mama dharma what is my nature what is my dharma as a human being as a father as a mother as an employee as an employer all that which is my dharma is all explained in this 701 verses with that 
we conclude Bhagavad Gita. And as in our tradition, we never end anything as if it is done. This end is the beginning of the next round. So we will be starting the Bhagavad Gita again. We thank all of you who joined us in this journey of learning Bhagavad Gita through this podcast. You reached a major milestone in this journey this week of completing the discussion of the last chapter, Moksha Sanyasi Yoga. Study of Bhagavad Gita never ends, so we will be continuing this podcast starting with the discussion of the first chapter, Arjuna Visadi Yoga, from next week onwards. We hope you will join us and will also encourage your friends and family members to participate. Please post links to this podcast on your social media so others can take advantage of it. We thank our dear friend Sonali Shetty who conceived the idea of this podcast and provided all technical support. She and her team continue to maintain and update our website and help publishing this podcast. Hari Om. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om